You know, it's not often that we do covers over on this side of the of the the Patreon stream, but I love this song by the Jack Frost Band. What? <laughs> you know, the Jack Frost Band. You know the movie Jack Frost, Michael Keaton and his kid and that Jack in Colorado, Frost, not but the he still likes the Jack LA Frost. Kings for some reason. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Isn't that didn't isn't that like this song like what the dad played in the movie before he died, spoiler warning. He played a song called Happy Valentine's Day. No, just this kind of music. He played like the harmonica or some <laughs> shit. I get what you're saying. It's like dad blues, the song we're doing this week. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to Sadie Hawkins Pod. And happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. Early, if you hear this the week it comes out, but where your Valentine's Day falls this year, it made more sense for We either had to pick to do this episode closer to Valentine's Day, but after, or further away and before. And before. And it made more sense to do it before because then we can do all of the Valentine's Day promotions leading up to Valentine's Day. <laughs> because there's nothing about this song. Gotta get those Valentine's likes, huh? I know. I'm just gonna have to figure out a bunch of like Valentine's related social media posts for the weeks for the week after this episode because there's nothing online for this song. There's yeah. literally nothing. Like this is what was it was a song we did recently. I never remember week to week. <laughs> Oh, Gloria. Like, I was shocked, you know, I was kind of shocked when there was nothing for the song Gloria online as far as fans. And we're not going to get into the song yet because we still have voicemails, but I'm just kind of preliminarily uh, setting it up. <laughs> we, have, we have a short little deep dive for this. Okay. Not well, specifically into this song per se, but... Right. So I was shocked when Gloria, even though it's one of the most reviled songs from Collapsible Lung, that... It had nothing online, like not a single cover, not a single shipping video or anything, right? right? <laughs> but at least Gloria had like one or two like fan uploads. Like this song only has on all of YouTube, the official Reliant K upload and one fan upload. And that's all that's up there, which is, which is a little surprising because there's so many covers of BMI Valentine, which of course there are because it's just an acoustic guitar song. Right. Mm -hmm. And there was some there was plenty of stuff for Candy Hearts for the song Candy Hearts. But here we are. Happy well, Valentine's are, Day. are a little more rocking and this is a little bit more like Nashville. Nashville. And like you were saying, <laughs> dad blues. Yeah. Like this is everybody, especially if you're a millennial or a, let's do it, <laughs> a uh, Gen Z, like, you know, your dad and your grandpa have a rock band. And it's like this sort of like very very like polished slightly toothless <laughs> version of like a blues rocky song so this is also like the song that i'm like the least I, we've been doing this podcast for two years now and wait really not exactly almost we're coming up I was on two say. years because we're at episode 80 something right now Aww. so so 20 more weeks or so and we'll yeah we're like over a year and a half well it only feels like one year baby <laughs> it does this is the song I have, like, is ambition the word? I have the least drive to discuss. Oh, wow. I'm, like, the most ever <laughs> lackadaisical and uninterested oh, to podcast wow. this week because oh, this is gosh. the song we have to discuss. <laughs> I have a few notes. Uh-huh. And the song is fine compared to, like, what was the second track off of the Halloween EP? <laughs> Yeah, well, you know what? I'm getting ahead of ourselves. We'll talk about it. We're not in the song discussion yet. We do have voicemails. Nice. So let's hear those. The first one here is from is from David Ketch. Ooh, you guys, both of you finally did it. The podcast finally did it. Covered the song that I absolutely hate. Now, he's not talking about this week. He's talking about last week. <laughs> David is talking about yes. my girl's ex-boyfriend. We're sorry, David. 
I'm not going to listen to my girl's ex-boyfriend until until the next deathbed episode with Jessica in it and and she listens to the one that that most of us were in um yeah I really despise my girl's ex-boyfriend so until next time stay safe stay warm it's like 27 degrees out here right now in in Colorado or in Denver at least so anyways talk to you later bye Oh, I know how you feel. It's yeah, been like it's, 45 degrees. Right? It's been here. freezing in LA. It's been freezing. I've been having to put on a coat. Yeah. It's been cloudy. It's 54 <laughs> out right now. People have been wearing parkas. So so the the, the David Dizon challenge, Jessica's got to oh. do part two of our deathbed episode and oh. listen to the previous episode. And then he'll listen to our My Girl's Ex-Boyfriend episode. We knew that he hated that song. He mentioned it somewhere. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was on the show or in a DM or something. And we knew that. And I think we... Yeah, so since David didn't listen to the episode, we mentioned that we know. In the episode, we mentioned we know you hate the song. Um, just to get, I'm just trying to give him the things I said I didn't like about the song. I said it's the cheesiest song on Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Mostly. And I didn't think to put it in these terms before last week. Um, but... Where mm-hmm is mostly a uh, sincere, earnest album in the lyrics department. Like even, you know, the song, the like the jokiest thing is a song title. The worst thing to beat is than a the worst thing to bet on than a dead horse is to be whatever the dead horse song. <laughs> That's the jokiest thing is the title, but it's still an earnest song, even though the title is a joke, right? Yeah. This song, My Girl's Ex-Boyfriend, is the cheesiest song on an otherwise earnest album. Right. So, and I said it's kind of like the mood rings of this album, but it's technically less problematic, except to David, of course, who hates the song. Yeah. And Danny also went into that he does not like or owe anything to my ex-boyfriend. Exactly. <laughs> so there's the rundown of last week's episode. Someday you'll hear it, but that's all you really... That's 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 the gist of it. If we just... So we should do our hour and a half podcasts and then just sum them up like we just did in three minutes and then people can just listen to the, our three-minute rundown. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and here we have a call from Daniel as well. What's up? It's Daniel Moraine. Um... I've been meaning to call in more lately, but I keep forgetting. So I always listen to the pod in the early morning at work, and then by the time I get off work and I'm able to leave a voicemail, I am not thinking about it. But uh, uh, it's funny that you – it's funny that Danny heard um, that thing about the fat guy. I don't remember what lyric it was in the song, but – It was uh, something something – something that he's gonna have to settle for less right that was the lyric that he's gonna have to settle for less yeah about the girlfriend's ex-boyfriend i always thought it sounded like but knew it wasn't fatty's gonna have to settle for less also on this album i had a friend who um he thought in um what song is it let it all out the that man isn't me that line uh, he thought it was that the fat man isn't mean. He was like, that's so mean. They would call out somebody for being fat like that. Um, that's pretty much all my thoughts on this song. <laughs> Have a good one. That would be weird to think, oh, that's so mean that you, you're calling someone out for being fat in that context because right. you're saying the fat man is in me. You mean Santa Claus? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Santa Claus is in all of us. Santa Lots Cla- of Christmas references this episode. Yeah. Um, well, it is a holiday episode. Is Jack so Frost a Christmas movie or is there just a snowman in it? I don't remember now. <laughs> I don't think I've ever actually seen it. Oh, wow. Really? That I haven't seen that nor... I've seen, I've seen like the YouTube reviews of it by uh-huh. YouTubers, but I've never seen the actual movie and I've never seen the horror version that happens to have the same title either. Mm. It's, not a high, it's not a horror version. It's just coincidentally a jack frost horror movie with i'm the same title. pretty sure that michael keaton movie is scarier yeah well i've seen yeah i've seen the the animatronic 
uh, snowman, so I understand. <laughs> it's definitely scarier. Um, so yeah, this is a holiday episode. So happy Valentine's to you, Jessica. Oh, happy Valentine's, Dan. Yes, thank you. Um, <laughs> so even though I just said like... Oh, Valentine's. You can see my socks. Congratulations. Oh, of course. You know, I thought that as the voicemail started and I'm like, got to remember to congratulate him when this voicemail's <laughs> over. And in the 50 seconds, I forgot that I told myself to do that. Congratulations, because Daniel got married. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, we've seen that on social media. So that's wonderful. Um, what else? The first marriage that we... The first... Uh, Sadie Hawkins pod, what do you call it? Baby bump or something? Like, you know, in like a Pixar movie or something, they'll like list all the babies born during the, during the course of the production of a movie. Yes. I'm sure Pixar isn't the only one. Pixar is the first one I was aware that that kind of thing happens in the end credits. They'll list that. So so like we can, I'm sure we can take credit. (laughs) I'm, I mean, I'm mildly offended that they did not ask us to officiate like we're Kevin Smith or something. Yeah. What kind of podcasters are we if we don't have our like fly by night uh, certificate that allows you to marry people? Um, I'm a little low energy tonight because like I said, I just have no. What are you playing with? There are washers on the table. Oh, right. That's because I had to take this this uh, mic and use it in, in a, a movie in a production and so now it's it's back i use right. it for vo's well anyway i just have nothing to say about the song it is like the most just <laughs> their song i think we've ever covered in Are you calling kid. it milk toast i guess so what i was saying before i cut myself off and went to voicemails was you know so our thing is we're going in order year by year through the Halloween and the Valentine's EP. So we've done the two songs. So we've had two years of Halloween on this show. This is our second year of Valentine's on this show. And to compare it to the fact that like the first track on both holiday EPs are like bangers. Right. And then the second track on the Halloween EP where I always kind of thought it was fun with some weird quirky stuff that I was Mm -hmm. like, is that... What's that mean? And then when we looked at it closer, I was like, yeah, this song is, this song is like not finished, you know, right. <laughs> like the cups. Yeah. Like we realized like, oh, the cup doesn't feel finished. Like there was a bunch of like loose ends and like weird phrasings and like very difficult. It felt like the, the lyrics were the first pass and not necessarily first thought, best thought. And that the whole rhythm and, and, and cadence of the song just didn't feel like Reliant K at all. That's how we walked away from the cup. To compare that to this week, this totally feels like Reliant K to me. This feels like like a stu- like a cut track from an Air for Free or a Collapsible Long Era, which it literally is from that era. Mm-hmm. But like you could take this song, I could hear this song on Collapsible Long. Like this could be like a song that you would when someone would like badmouth Collapsible Long, you'd be like, no, not all the songs on there are bad. Like there's you know, with a collapsible along the main song and there's Happy Valentines. <laughs> You'd be able to say, like, this song isn't that bad. But, like, just in the context of this EP, placing it in there, like, when you put on the the, 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 Chris, the Valentine's EP, I've got all my holidays mixed up. I know. Putting Where's it the on, Easter EP? We're I know. Reading, we're like, well, okay. they have all those jokes from live shows on and, and videos on YouTube when they would release these tracks mm-hmm. and be like, oh, you know, we're, we're going to do one for Arbor Day and Flag right. Day and all that stuff. They have the Happy Earth Day video. Why not? Right. Yeah. I don't know. But <laughs> yeah. So, okay. I, I'm kind of losing track of my thoughts here. But comparing my reaction to The Cup, which was so negative when we really deep dived into that song. This week, deep diving into this song, I'm like, there's nothing wrong with this song. It totally feels like Reliant K. Mm-hmm. It's like a genre, you know, switch up for them, but they've done that on Collapsible Long and Air for Free. This is like this this new version of Reliant K, but it's just kind of like, yeah, whatever. And and it doesn't have the cadence and lyrical like logic problems of Halloween Blues. Mm-hmm. Um, is am I right with Halloween Blues? No, 
there's the cup, and then there's Halloween the, blues, God and then there's... Darn it, I've been talking about the cup the whole time. <laughs> I was going to say, I oh. thought we liked Halloween blues, but we I was like, love oh, Halloween blues. I was like, wait this. a second. No I, would, no, I was like, wait a second. I'm saying something wrong here, because ha- I just realized, like... For a second, like, the visuals I think of when I think of Halloween blues all came to my head. I'm like, no, no. Uh, He's Salty, salty the, the Singing, singing Songbook. Song I love and... that song. And I realize I'm talking about the cup. Should we take it all again? No, oh let's just keep goodness. going Oh, my goodness. No, let's keep. We're going to forget not slow down, Danny. And I just want to say that I totally vibe on this song. Yeah, no, it's a perfectly good <laughs> yeah, song. It's fun. It's like Nashville-y. You got the blues going on. You could almost say that this could go on a bird in the B-sides even. Yeah, for sure. And and give even more reason why Google classifies that as a country album. Exactly. <laughs> So, yeah, no, this is like a perfectly serviceable B-side. Yeah. But it just kind of lays there for me. And I don't, like, I'm just so uninterested. Like, listening to it on its own, that's the problem. That's what... First of all, let me pause real quick and say I'm like super embarrassed by having been said. I keep saying Halloween blues the whole time and I meant the cup. Let's like totally try to reset that. Maybe I'll cut in like me saying the cup. (laughs) You should. That'd be amazing. So (laughs) this song is also very simple lyrically. mm -hmm. Like there's a lot of repeating. It's a lot of like it feels a a little bit more early Reliant K lyrically. Right. Very simple. And it is like that kind of like just like easygoing like blues, but not with the proper like actual soul of a blue of a real blues song. Like it's just kind of like milk toast blues, dad rock. Yeah, and it's fine. And in the sequence of these three songs, it works really well. Like it never felt like a sore thumb when you go from the amazing banger of Candy Hearts. And then kind of like lay it back, but kind of still keep it like going with this mm-hmm. song to go from like that, like that 90s alternative jawbreaker type pop rock punk thing with Candy Hearts and still be upbeat with this, with this dad blues and then and then kind of cool it off and slow it down with the with the like country-esque singer songwriter solo guitar thing. Mm-hmm. The whole ep flows perfectly and this song is like totally necessary and there's nothing for me missing like i wouldn't say it there's anything in extra it needs to be it's just for me listening to this song on its own this week i was like there's nothing here that excites me on its own it Mm. only for me works in the triptych of these songs yeah and so now i gotta harp on it one more time (laughs) i meant the cup because the cup is the song that has those like lyrical, logical missteps and like felt kind of offbeat in a bad way and like felt the most because we know that these holiday EPs for the most part were recorded live in sound in the venues right through the soundboards or whatever they were played while they were doing sound check and like instead of being in a studio they would just play them live yeah so the cup felt the most like that like when i listen to the cup i'm like oh yeah this just sounds like some guys hashing out and no not really finished song yeah but that's not how i feel about happy valentines i just feel like i don't care for it on its own i have i don't know what to say (laughs) i'm so uninterested in this song on its own (laughs) And there is, okay. <laughs> there is still a, a lyrical misstep to me in this song. Like, there are so many in the cup. And in this song, it's when he says he found a note in a pair of boots, postmarked February 002. Uh-huh. It's so confusing. Because it's like, okay, I guess he means February O, meaning of, like the letter O, uh-huh. and an apostrophe, like February O two. Because oh, I was just thinking 002, because why not? But, you know but, it's 2002. Yeah, but no one in history, no human being on the face of this planet ever says, ah, yes, think about 002 or 004. One in this song, and yeah. it doesn't make any sense. It's like literally <laughs> not how people say that. Nobody says 
remember when Blink-182's self-titled album came out in 003? Nobody says that. Remember when we got engaged in 009? Or did we get engaged in 008? It was was 08. Yeah, yeah. No, it wasn't 08. It was 008. Exactly. We got engaged in 008. Then we got married in 010. (laughs) So that's like the biggest lyrics. So the only way it makes sense in my mind, like I said, is for him to say postmarked February of 02. But he doesn't say of. You don't hear the F sound in there. So to imagine he's saying O. Like you say, Lucko the Irish or whatever. Pot o' gold. Like O apostrophe for of. Sure. Why not? I mean, the lyric sites online have it as O-H-O-H, so. Yeah. I guess it could also just be a lyrical flourish. Where it's not, he's not literally saying postmarked February 002. He's saying postmarked February. Then takes a little aside and goes, oh. Like he's just singing the word oh. And comes back in and goes, oh two. That's quite complicated, but you know what I mean? Like, if I was singing, like... Danny, you look... it's just a cutesy lyric. <sighs> it's just it's just. You cut thing. off my example. I was going to give oh, you a I'm little sorry. example of a song. Like, okay, if I okay. say, if I was singing the words, you look pretty, but then I just want to put a little flourish in there and go, you look oh pretty. Would that make sense? No. Sure. <laughs> like, you're trying to say so pretty, but instead you just said oh pretty. Like, you have an accent. So complicated. Danny... Why'd you have to go and make things so complicated? <laughs> That's my favorite Reliant K song. Me too. <laughs> Can't wait till we get to that one and the Weird Al parody of it. Did you have anything else to say about this song before we uh, take our break? Well, what else is there in the lyrics? Did you have anything else to say about this song? <laughs> this might end up being one of our shortest episodes if we don't have something else. Look, I type in Happy Valentines, and it's like, there's nothing. It, it's like, you meant Happy, you ha- you meant happy Valentines. It's not even, <laughs> did you mean it? It's like, you meant Happy Valentines. I guess we can talk, when we come back from the break, we can talk about, like, that. That's, I mean, that's a joke. I get it. That's a, that's a pun. But I don't think that it's a, a Matt Thiessen, Reliant K-specific pun, pun to say Happy Valentines. That's like a common mispronounced thing it's like library you know what i mean so but he's also specifically singing about old times so i guess that there is some cleverness going on where instead of just you know he's singing he's reminiscing on past valentines so he says those were happy valentines i'm gonna look at this real quick how many reliant k songs are about past times a bunch, I guess. I yeah. mean, so many about, like, past mistakes. Exactly. Bad friend Tyson songs. So I found a note in a pair of boots po- post... Now, Genius says post my February 002. No, it's postmarked, <laughs> right? It's got to yeah. be postmarked. Postmarked February 002. And, I mean, that's another problem, especially with this period of Relying K with like Air for Free and stuff like how they don't post official lyrics like their REM. Yeah, Music Match has that same uh, has that same version of the lyrics. Same with AZ. Is it? Is this like actually I I never click into lyric sites except for Genius and Song Meaning so I don't know. Is that the official lyric? So hold on. Oh goodness. Oh, I just got an eBay alert. <laughs> My phone was still hooked up to the speaker. Now let me it think was about so magical. I would think it would be found a note in a pair of boots postmarked February 002. Yeah. Which that's makes, what I thought he was saying. But I mean, I, I think that's the, the you find a note and it's postmarked. Okay. If the if the lyric is post my February 002 Maybe it's post by February 002. Yeah, but I mean, the way like I think these lyric sites work in a lot of cases is like the first <laughs> to get to the lyric site when a song comes out. <laughs> but that, that, you know what I mean? Like I've actually seen uh, tweets and, and this is probably a year or two ago, but like Mike Herrera on Twitter being like, this is what it's come to. I have to correct my own lyrics on lyric sites. 
And then he would like, and it's oh, funny because wow. he would go, That's it would funny. say reason. And then like he put <laughs> whatever site, if it was AZ lyrics or something like that, it would say like, well, how, you know, no, why do you know this is the correct, <laughs> right. like proof? Like they're expecting you to write something like I looked in the CD booklet or I, you know, I have the right. record or something. But he wrote, I'm the songwriter. <laughs> right. I wrote the song. Yeah. So <laughs> I would know. Especially with with uh, Relenke, sorry, with MXPX's 2018 album. The album, you know, hit digitally before the physical copies go out. And I assume that happens in mo- if physical copies exist for almost anything now. I assume pretty much everybody hears a digital copy first. So whatever Jerko gets to the lyric sites first, gets to Genius, they get to post the lyrics and they just get to post them what they think it is. There's yeah. a there's a really bad MXPX lyric that's all messed up for um, something off the first song off of Panic, and so it's like, hold on, it's <clears throat> so the darkest places, the MXPX song the darkest places like has mm-hmm. the most messed up lyrics online, like they're completely completely wrong on most lyric on many lyric sites. So anyway, my point is, whoever like heard this song maybe didn't know what a postmark was and therefore didn't uh, couldn't comprehend what the lyric could be. So they just, just were like, I guess he's saying post my February 002. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't believe, I believe that it's postmark February 002, especially because the whole point of the song is he's thinking back on Happy Valentines, right? He's thinking back and saying those were Happy Valentines. Yeah. If he found a note in his boot that's post my... February. See, he's implying like, oops, I forgot to mail this or something. Right. But I just assume like he found an old Valentine in an old boot. And he's thinking back on those were happy Valentines. He definitely says those were happy Valentines. And I knew it simply had to be you. It was sweet and frivolous because you missed. I don't know if I don't know if, if, if a genius got to make this page. <laughs> You told me you were mine. Yeah, those were happy Valentines. La da 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 da. Happy Valentine's Day. A memory I'll never forget. We went to see my good friend Rhett. Yep. It is Rhett. It is Rhett. Is it Rhett or is it Brett? Now, it's Rhett, like Gone with the Wind. Okay. Laying. Now, I feel like that's more specific. See, now, I always thought he was just saying Brett. Went to see my good friend Brett. And I was like, this sounds some, like some literal Tyson stuff. Like in Candy Hearts, singing about the sushi bar and you getting in a fist fight with a dumpster. Matt Thiessen has like a friend in like Tennessee named Rhett. No, I'm sure he does. To see a name like Rhett, which is a far less common name than Brett. Yeah, that doesn't sound that sounds like the actual. Name. I went to the orthodontist today and the kid in the chair behind me, his name was Salem. <laughs> yeah, you told me about that. He's named after the talking cat. Kids have very unique names these days. They sure do. Well, I don't know if I can trust any of these lyric sites. So there you go. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Is that all you have to say? That's all I have to say about the song. (laughs) It's a perfectly serviceable song. It works perfectly with the other two songs. I just don't care for it on its own. All right. Well, when we come back, we'll have a little deep dive and a very short YouTube uh, dive. If you enjoy Sadie Hawkins Pod, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and interact with the show by calling our voicemail line 402-95-SADIE. You can send an email to sadiehawkinspod at gmail.com and visit our Instagram and Twitter, which are both at sadiehawkinspod. You can also visit sadiehawkinspod.com for the link to our Tee Public store for shirts, mugs, and stickers, including two brand new designs. Following in the history of all of Reliant K's logo parody merch, we have a Chick-fil-A parody design. And to prove to everyone that we are in fact the most punk rock podcast, we have a new Black Flag logo parody. You know, something that's original and that we could really call our own for once. We also want to thank our patrons over at patreon.com slash sadiehawkinspod. Brady, David, Tucker, This Might Be a Podcast, Owen, Jimmy, Pod, Roxanne, Samantha, Helen, Michael, Connor, and Joel. 
You can sign up at our Patreon for bonus episodes, which include us reviewing the songs from Chaos for Karaoke and reading through the Complex Infrastructure book. Ooh. Treat yourself right in 2021 with Sadie Hawkins Pod, The Door to a Happy, Healthy Life. So you like Reliant K, do you? Well, what about They Might Be Giants? My name is Greg Simpson, and I host a They Might Be Giants fan podcast, and it's called This Might Be a Podcast. This Might Be a Podcast is a song-by-song podcast featuring a different guest every episode from normal fans like you and I, but also I've had guests such as John Darneal of The Mountain Goats, Justin McElroy of My Brother, My Brother and Me, Hutch Harris of The Thermals, Mike Park of Asian Man Records, Franz Nikolai of The Hold Steady, and Danny Weinkoff and Marty Beller of They Might Be Giants, and past drummers Dan Hickey and Brian Doherty. Search for Punk News, or This Might Be a Podcast, on any podcast platform and you will find us. This Might Be a Podcast, brought to you by PunkNews.org. This week, I have an EP review on Discogs. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, Accept cookies. Okay. That's like a California law now. That's why all... That's why... <laughs> so annoying. <laughs> every time you go to any website, you got to click to accept the cookies. Isaac Flashman, on February 13th, 2017, uh, referencing Truly Madly Deeply EP, said, Candy Hearts start strong with Reliant K's classic pop punk sound, which got them legions of fans to begin with. In fact, its opening riff will instantly remind you of Chapstick, Chap Lips, and things like the song... Things be- like what? <laughs> this song will be played on repeat a lot. I guarantee it. BMI Valentine has a fast rhythmic acoustic style with Matt's clever lyrics that is also awesome. Well, Happy Valentine's does an okay job at being a song, I guess. <laughs> oh, <laughs> That's how I feel. <laughs> oh. That's how I feel. <laughs> all in all, awesome though, awesome EP. Definitely a favorite after a lot of duds. You know, maybe I'm not alone on feeling lukewarm on Happy Valentine's because <laughs> now that I think about it, this person clearly feels does the same way. It does an okay job at Yeah, being it does an okay. It's a lukewarm Relying <laughs> K song. And now that I think about it, like the fact that there's nothing on YouTube means that probably no one's going to like majorly disagree with me. And if they do, then I'll be like, well, where are you doing covers of Valentine's? There's not a single cover that I could find, so... You know, people, this isn't lighten the Reliant K world and fire on its own. It only fits as part of the larger picture. We also have a rhyme zone page for every time the name Rhett is mentioned and what it's (laughs) rhymed with in a song. Okay. Our Love Affair by Frank Sinatra. Those famous lovers will make them forget from Adam and Eve to Scarlet and Rhett. From Happy Valentine's by Reliant K. A memory I'll never forget. I went to see our good friend Rhett. From This Romeo Ain't Got Julie Yet by Diamond Rio. I love you so you can bet I'd follow you to Timbuktu like Scarlet followed Rhett. But this Romeo ain't got Julie yet. I'm guessing that's a country song. Somebody submitted the Diamond Rio thing again. Uh, Easy in Love by Eleanor McCoy. Scarlet and Rhett, like, a little like Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> That's, uh, <laughs> They're all... <laughs> Whenever the name Rhett comes up, it's just rhyming it with Juliet. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> oh, oh, we have one here that, that, uh, that doesn't rhyme it there. Here we go. Easy in Love. Wait. Oh, we've got another Easy in Love place by Eleanor McEvie. Oh, my goodness. And some other couple we ain't heard of yet were crazy and madly and deeply and truly and wildly and easy in love, like Bogey and Bacall and Scarlet and Red. We Ain't Out of Love Yet by Randy Travis was Scarlet ever through the only up a perfect set. So, first of all... I, what I'm learning is nobody uses the name Rhett in a song unless they're referring to Gone with the Wind. And 
half the time they have to also tie it into Romeo and Juliet. Correct. Except for Cricket on a Line by Colt Ford. So if you want to see me in Rhett, somewhere in the country is your best bet. I like those odds. And then Bad Time to Be an Outlaw by the Bottle Rockets. I'm glad I ain't no Thomas Rhett because them bills ain't came in yet. I love how it's all country artists. Yep. Plus Reliant K doing a bluesy country song. And Frank Sinatra, the most country artist of them all. (laughs) Okay, now this has, from here on out, we have nothing to do with the song. But (laughs) there was a Bandcamp song that came up this week that is inspired by Owl City and Reliant K. Wait a second. Is this the one where it ends where he with the lyrics where he's like, I'm going to send this song to you, Reliant K and Owl City? Like there's a lyric where he's like, I'm going to send this song I to you. I think so. I'm pretty sure this is the song I've been telling you about. <laughs> I've been telling. I found this early in us doing this podcast and didn't know how to share it. Sorry. <laughs> and I've told you about it. I'm right. glad you found it on, its, on your own. So Summer's End, B-Sides, Covers, and Extras. Valentine's Day demo. Oh no, this then this isn't it. Oh, okay. Roses are red and violets are purple, but that doesn't rhyme, so instead we say blue. I used to be alone on Valentine's Day. Thank the Lord for the day I met you. Okay, that's a really good Owl City, like a. Uh, uh, mock-up that's pretty good it's really it's really pretty i got confused i think on soundcloud i'm pretty sure on soundcloud maybe it's on Bandcamp as well there's someone who wrote a song an original song and the lyric and it's in the style of owl city Mm -hmm. like also a very and it might be the same artist for all i know and the lyrics are about how they grew up listening to owl city and reliant k and they're it's his favorite band and how at the end of the song he says i'm gonna send this song to Matt Thiessen gotcha. and Adam Young, and I hope they like it. And I've never been even, I never knew able to bring myself to play it because while it's a really good Owl City inspired musically, the lyrics are so raw. I mean, the lyrics are just so raw in terms oh. of like, you know, it's a little like, in, it's like peeking in someone's bedroom. Right. Like he's literally like sharing in the song was like sharing his feelings for Reliant K. Right. And it's like, it's like, should we be seeing this? Like, am I, pe- am I, this is voyeur, it felt voyeuristic. <laughs> this is a private moment. Yeah, it felt voyeuristic. That's the problem. Well, you threw me a little because in the notes for this, it, it is like the guy dedicating it to his girlfriend and like he wrote her a little note. So oh, okay. that's why I got confused. It oh, says, okay. dear Haley, I couldn't, I just couldn't let Adam Young be the only one to give his Valentine a song and write a public note. So happy Valentine's day, dear smiley face. I must admit, I really did start on this late. I started writing a Valentine's Day song on Friday and stressed myself out heaps until I realized on Sunday that it just wasn't working. So in the last few hours of the day, I mean it, it's 20 minutes to midnight as I write, I scrapped it, meaning stopped work. It'll probably still make the album, the next album under a different name and started from scratch. So many details. (laughs) Thankfully, the speedwriter within me was a bit sharper the second time around. And this one didn't take nearly as long to write. The arrangement was a little more time consuming, but a heck of a lot more fun. And who doesn't like the Beach Boys? So I hope you enjoy the short musical poem I've written for you. Happy Valentine's Day 2011. I love you, smiley face, Daniel. Daniel, who's this Haley? (laughs) You mean Valentine's Day 011. I do mean Valentine's Day 011. Um, yeah, that's, that's, that's nice. So many details, like, about how his night went. Oh, like, he's from Perth, Australia. Oh, okay. Nice. Well, that's nice. I'm glad we actually found some audio to share of, like, it's not a cover. Of but anything. it's Yeah, but it's close enough. It's a Valentine's Day, Reliant K, Adam Young-inspired song. Like, I didn't find that. You found it. Good for you. Yay. I don't know. <laughs> and then <What> finally, <laughs> Mike Bloomberg campaign ads ranked from Slate.com. But Mike Bloomberg ads just came up 
from searching Reliant K. Yes. Reliant <laughs> K, Happy Valentine's, Mike Bloomberg campaign ads ranked. Interesting. Is the word Valentine's in there? Did they have a Happy Valentine's vote for Mike Bloomberg? You didn't look at that. I, that did, close. I did not look that closely, I'm afraid. Well, I did a little deep dive like oh. four minutes ago. Uh, and it looks like, did I lose it? No, here it is. Okay. So according to ask.metafilter.com, which I guess is like a Yahoo Answers type thing where you post a question and then people hopefully answer it, and I'm sure no one answers it well. On February 10th, 2005, uh, I don't know if uh, Fixed Gear asked, why do so many people pronounce Valentine's Day as Valentine's Day? And then they get to go into excessive detail with their question. Like, that seemed like enough, right? Please help me understand why so many people pronounce Valentine's Day as Valentine's Day. I'm noticing it more and more, and it's driving me crazy. Are these the same people who say library and supposedly? Because those two I can almost tolerate. But Valentine's Day with an M? Please explain. <laughs> Thanks, and I hope I haven't offended anyone with my first post on here. Smiley face. He deeply offended me. And then I guess Fixed Gear comes back and says, irregardless of how they say it, they are specifically referring to Valentine's Day. It doesn't say specifically. Is that a joke? I don't know. Is he making a joke? I don't know, but it says they are specifically referring to Valentine's Day. That's funny. They're being meta. Hope so. They probably don't make it to the library too often. They also might talk about the powers to be instead of the powers that be. Not for nothing, but this is how many of my coworkers speak. This is how many of my coworkers speak. So there's a reply. Skyler says, in the old days, pre-nuclear age, nuclear, oh, I get it. These folks <laughs> had a proper educa- education, but they'd teach themselves, they teached themselves off their own back. And if that's how they think it should be said, they've got another thing coming. So I get it. Everyone's playing a game now in the answers to this where they're replying with those like messed up grammatical things. Like it's not another so thing coming. We're it's not going to get an coming. actual answer. We're going to get a bunch saying. of we're going to get a bunch of uh, a bunch of rhetorical jerks having a good time. <laughs> Curiously enough, I found this reference earlier. This uh, this is Squeak replying said. Curiously enough, I found this reference earlier to hone in on versus to home in on, which suggests it's a weakening of the end sound. Pom-pom versus pom-pon, I've never heard that one, was another example given to the site. It may just be lazy enunciation. So hone in on is the correct one, and home in on is something people replace it with, which kind of makes sense because if you're honing in on something, it kind of also means the same as home yeah, in exactly. on something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, Busboy789 <laughs> said, Does it have anything to do with an oral language learning as opposed to a written language learning? I hate that the answer is just like something as like simple and makes sense as it is. I was hoping it was like an old, I don't know, Abbott and Costello bit or something, you know? No, I think it's just people saying it wrong. Like you, you know, always mock me for the way I say hot dog. (laughs) It's adorable. (laughs) Or popcorn, popcorn popcorn and hot dog. (laughs) So there's that. Um... I've never, uh, let's see, who says this? Procrocity, Procrocity replied, I've never heard it, but it sounds like a problem with oral learning. Uh, in parentheses, not enough reading and writing. 
No one has ever seen and written Valentine a number of times will get it wrong. No, no one who has ever seen it written Valentine a number of times will get it wrong. Irony, irregardless, isn't a word. They just threw that in there. Like, here's, I guess everyone's talking about irregardless, mm-hmm. how it isn't. People say that, but it's not even a word. I'm sure that with pacifically instead of specifically was a joke <laughs> like that <laughs> that one offended them yeah you got confused about it too i did so there's that <laughs> and by the way whenever i hear whenever i hear valentines i assume it's from this which is like well over a decade old. Teen Girl Squad! Cheerleader! So-and-so! Watch your face! The ugly one! Two, three, four! What time is it? It's very time! What time is it? It's very time! What are we going to get? Several boys! How are we going to get them? Uh, uh. Do you know what this is? Is this like a strong bad thing? Yeah, it's from Homestar Runner. This is like a comic, because if anyone's ever seen this, hopefully you're at least familiar with the idea of this, of Homestar Runner and Strong Bad. The Teen Girl Squad, like spinoff show from Homestar Runner, is supposed to be a comic that Homestar draws for himself. That's why the animation is in the style of being drawn on line paper and looking like a comic and being only lightly animated. Whenever the first time I heard this song, I did think of this strong bad. Mock you in medals, wearing unflattering clothing. Voodoo, is it voodoo? Voodoo, you're so you're adorable. Maybe I'll come visit you at the convent or library someday. You'll find me in the reference section. Shut your blood good face. Here comes a boy. Hi there, Patchbeard. I bet you never get caught with a mossy chin like that. You're blonde and you acknowledge my facial stubbery. Will you be my valentine? Yes! Now get out of here, Peter Puberty! I'm a sky- I'm a what? <laughs> bigger fish to fry! She's got bigger fish to fry. Let's pause there. Oh, Mama's got bigger Mama's fish Mama's got to bigger fry. fish to fry. So, there's that. And I bet we're not even close to our 90 minutes, are we? <laughs> what are we at? <laughs> We're around like 48, 49. Oh there. my gosh. That's like so, <laughs> that's so low. Um, I, should we, should we just give the people a break so they can get to their Valentine's dates? I guess so. <laughs> what are we doing for Valentine's this year? Oh, I Did we talk know. about it last year? I, we must've, but basically Jessica and I had not, so we just celebrated Valentine's for our first couple of years of marriage. And in one year, I was just so burnt out. I was like, look. It was our... just the first year that we celebrated it. I feel like we did the first. The... No, we did the No, by the second year, you were like, no more I can't this. do this. I can't do this. Here's the, th- here's the problem. <laughs> and we must have talked about this last year. Jessica's birthday's in November. Then there's Christmas in December. Then there's our anniversary in January. <laughs> then there's Valentine's Day in February. And I already make Jessica's every day a special day. He does. But especially when we were just married and we did not have a lot of money. I'm like, I was like spreading myself thin. Like I just wanted to shower her with gifts at Christmas, but I literally had to hold stuff back for anniversary and Valentine's. And I was like, can we just kind of not do Valentine's anymore? Well, especially sure. because it's like your birthday and, about, and Christmas and anniversary, we can't miss those. Can we kind of not do Valentine's? And she said, and yes. also your birthday, which is also in November, <laughs> right? So it's just a nonstop barrage, month to month of special <laughs> days. And so we didn't do Valentine's for many years, and we finally did our first Valentine's again because mm-hmm. I was like, we have, you know, we've been very fortunate over the last couple of years. So I was like, there's no reason if the the problem was money. 10 years ago there's no reason for that anymore so i was like i'm gonna have a special i'm gonna take you on a special valentine's date and it was so expensive (laughs) the one we did two years ago i accidentally spent basically our tax return on our valentine's date i rented a i rented a a car 
Uh, we had like a super nice reservation. The bill was like the we went biggest to a jazz show. We went to a jazz show. Yeah, it was so much fun. So <laughs> it was such a great night. Yeah, I was about to talk he, about he the made, bill, which would made, be really gauche. But he made up, I already kind of did. He made up for like eight years of missed. Uh, yeah, well, that's the thing is like I didn't feel bad because I was like I'm making up for all those years of missed Valentine's dates. And the only time in the middle there, there was one time where I was like, well, I feel bad that we don't do Valentine's. So at least let's at least go out to dinner. And I kind of didn't know you need to have reservations on Valentine's Day night. Because the one Valentine's Day that we had as a married. No, well, it wasn't just the Valentine's we had as a married couple. The Valentine's we had the year before the year before we got married. And then the one after we got married. We did the same thing. We went to this one particular pizzeria that was very nice in New Jersey, and we got heart-shaped pizza, and we did that two years in a row. Our last year is singles, (laughs) (laughs) and our first year married. So, like, four years later, I'm like, well, we can just go find some pizza, some heart-shaped pizza. Like, no, you couldn't even get into the the crappy Florida, because we were living in Florida by then. You couldn't even get into the crappy Florida pizzerias that night. Especially in Florida, where restaurants are, like, the thing. Yeah. Like, everywhere. I mean, people love to go out to eat everywhere, but in in Florida, for some reason, like... There's always a There's always a wait. I mean, of course, people love dining in California, but you can skip the popular restaurant and go somewhere less popular and not yeah. have to wait in California. We're talking obviously pre-COVID when it comes right. to any of this. But yeah. So what are we doing this year? <laughs> I don't know. Take out and bad movies. Okay. I mean, that's what we do every night, but. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, restaurants are open in California now for now. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Waiting for those Super Bowl numbers. <sighs> Happy Valentine's Day, babe. I got you a fourth wave. <laughs> a fourth wave of ska? <laughs> I wish. <laughs> so um, that's Happy Valentine's, the song. <laughs> that's great. We vamped for like five minutes. <laughs> Good. We added a little extra, little extra holiday bonus just for you guys. Um, sorry, like, it's not even like an energy level or like an excuse in terms of my headspace or to- or or like energy level it's just like i'm just like so flummoxed and lost with nothing to say about the song <laughs> that like the entire pace of the episode got thrown off for me the fact that i couldn't bring anything youtube to the table except for t- strong bad <laughs> um so jessica i think oh. we know my answer yes <laughs> but how do you feel about this song do you like it more the same or less than before we did this episode i like it a little more you do. Well, that's yeah. good because I turn out to actually like it a little <laughs> less. As I said with that asterisk, that if I listen to this whole EP, all three songs in a row, this song has no problems for me. This song, almost like listening to Savannah with the intro and the outro, like this, it fits with the other two songs. But on its own, I don't want to hear this song on its own in a playlist. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I have no interest in just hearing this mixed in with two other random songs. Two other random songs. I mean, by I other don't know if bands. it fits that genre or that feel that you have going on that playlist. I don't see why not. If you have a a Michael Keaton jazz dad blues rock exactly. playlist going, yeah, sure. So keep bluesy out there, folks. <laughs> I don't know. Happy Valentine's, everybody. 